I'm Bree. I'm Emily. I'm Jay. And I'm Sarah. And today we're going to talk to you about cultural humility in healthcare. Cultural humility is defined as a process of self-reflection and discovery to understand oneself and then others in order to build honest and trustworthy relationships. To have cultural humility means you are aware of your own biases and stereotypes and you work towards bettering yourself, whereas being culturally competent is having knowledge of different cultures and beliefs so you are able to communicate with your patients and build trust. The main points for cultural humility include a lifelong commitment to self-evaluation and self-critique, recognition of power balances, and working to fix those power balances, and lastly, institutional accountability. When it comes to cultural humility and cultural competency, you will always have room to improve. There's always more to know about your patient's background and their values and beliefs. As you increase in your cultural competency and practice cultural humility, you will find that your relationships with your patients become stronger. Having these two sets of skills will lead you to become a better healthcare worker. As Emily said, I not only just believe that these lifelong steps will help you become a better healthcare worker, but they will also help you become a better community member. These lifelong steps you're taking is helping us compact this worldwide problem of racism. One issue we have as a society is we need to stop having such a narrow viewpoint on racism and start understanding that it's much more than these simple, hateful actions we see here and there. Racism runs so deep and is well within our community, we face it every day, and it's our job to understand and educate ourselves on these fears and help diminish them and promote equal opportunity. We are struggling to promote equality in healthcare across all identities. As in healthcare, a majority of our leaders are white and it's time to understand as a society that we are much more than white people. We are a community of various cultures and we want and need to be represented here. We need to start acknowledging these differences in our cultures and place no negative judgment upon them. We need to be active listeners and learn from our experiences and not challenge or minimize them. And I think it's very important for us to get a chance to listen to each other and our experiences we've had in the field today. Bree was able to give an excellent viewpoint on the scope of racism in our society, but I want to talk to you about promoting language and behaviors that are non-biased and inclusive. Two years ago, I was assigned to teach a ballet class to a group of 13-year-olds. I've been teaching dance for about 10 years, so from the outside, I was confident that this class would be no different from any others, but I was very wrong. As a ballet teacher, I'm used to teaching mostly heterosexual female students, so my most commonly used phrase to get the class's attention was ladies. However, in my newest class, I had a student who identified as gay and he, him, and a student who identified as non-binary and they, them. My common use of ladies was no longer appropriate, and I had to figure out how to change. This, by no means, doesn't mean I didn't screw up from time to time, especially with my student who identified as non-binary. This was a first for me, and switching to they, them pronouns instead of assuming gender proved to be harder than I'd like to admit. Cultural humility as individuals means that we should constantly strive to learn more about the people around us. That means taking time to educate oneself about people and cultures that differ from our own. As individuals, we can become more inclusive to those around us, sometimes by just changing one small word in both your personal or professional life. As a tech at a physical therapy outpatient clinic, you encounter a variety of different people and situations. As a tech, I worked with a married couple where the male was seen as the dominant member. While working with this couple, the husband informed the therapist and I that his wife must stay covered and could not work with a male physical therapist or tech due to their religious beliefs. 
This was a task we were more than willing to oblige, despite the fact that she was attending physical therapy for her low back pain. While this task was not impossible, this change forced us to look at how inclusive we were as a clinic and how freely we were able to accommodate our patients to the best of our ability. Cultural humility in a workplace calls for us to have unquestionable inclusivity. Often you hear that companies are searching for diversity to fill a quota. When speaking of diversity, it is not just a stereotype of what a specific person looks like, but who they are and whether we have put ourselves in a place to accept all that that is.